So what does wellness mean to you? Welcome to Wellness Wednesdays. I am your host, Eric Clark. This week, another special guest all the way from the U.S. of A. Uh, we've got a journalist, a runner, an all-around nice person. Welcome to the podcast, Amanda. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Um, so can I give us, uh, for those who don't know, uh, we actually get connected over Twitter, uh, I don't know, a while ago. Uh, and then we've been kind of having a couple of little chats here and there about running, about journalism, uh, about some contacts, making sure that um, we get hooked up with the right people, which has been a lot of fun. But for those who don't know your background, can you give us a little bit of um, the Coles Notes version of of your professional uh, background and also your running background so that uh, kind of put it all in context? Sure thing. Um, I started out with writing um, basically in uh, medical trade publications and um, and stringing for a local newspaper um, at the same time and um, and began running, I don't know, about 20 years ago, really as a triathlete uh, and um, as 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 running kind of rose to the top among the three sports that I was participating in as a triathlete, uh, I also um, went out on my own as a freelance writer and um, started thinking about how I wanted to converge the two. And um, I, I started a running blog to, to kind of demonstrate that I you know knew, knew something about the industry, got a coaching certification, all that kind of thing. And uh, then, I don't know, five years or so ago kind of took the leap to freelance journalist um, and and started building up my portfolio that way. And uh, here I am today. Um, really, um, I've kind of found the perfect marriage between sport and, and you know, my passion and um, well, my passion for writing and my passion for running. And I and I and I'm fortunate enough to be able to combine the two and, and write about them frequently. So, yeah. That's uh, that sounds pretty good. We'll we'll get into a little bit of the pitfalls of that a little bit later because it's not always about puppy dogs and unicorns. Uh, right. Uh, but um, so how uh, how and when did you get into the triathlon? I I came from the same background in terms of I came to running uh, from triathlon, and unfortunately at the end of every triathlon you have to run. That was kind of my way of thinking. And now obviously <laughs> I, I do probably more running and and more running coaching than anything else. But um, how did you get into sport? Uh, any big races? And um, what if you had a kind of a, a, a something to think about in terms of on your brain from from the triathlon days? What what would it be? Oh, that's that's a good one. Um, you know, I really loved triathlon racing. I thought, I, I, and I still to this day will say that I think that the events triathlons are more fun than running races. I really believe that. Um, and it, why it just, is that? Uh, you know, I just something I don't get. I I I don't know why, but I didn't ever get as nervous maybe for triathlons. I think, you know, once you get into your groove out there, there's just something more relaxing about them. I don't know if that makes any sense. You're never going to be pedal to the metal, I guess. Um, you know, with with a um with a triathlon, um, even in a sprint distance, you've got to meet out your energy really well. Not that you don't in a running race, but, um, I don't know. There's something about switching up those sports that just, it, it's fun to go, you know, go from one to the next, to the next, and kind of, you know, like I said, meet out your energy over, over the course of, of the race. And, um, they're just, they're just more enjoyable to me. Um, that said, when it comes to the training end, which is where we spend all of our time, I just enjoy run training more than I do, 
um, the, the others. And, and somewhere along the line, I kind of lost my love for training on the bike, um, being out there for hours on the bike. And, um, so I, I guess that's kind of how and why I ended up switching. Um, but, um, but there's, there's always going to be a place in my heart for triathlon, I think, because that was my, my, my first stop. So, yeah. What do you think, um, uh, you still do some cross training, uh, or is it, is it purely running now? You know, I, I do try to get in the pool um, at least once a week. Um, over the summer, when there are outdoor pools around here, I, I definitely hit the pool twice a week um, because I just love being outdoors. Um, and then as far as the bike goes, that's the one that's really, really dropped off, I have to say. I mean, maybe I'll get on my trainer once every couple of weeks and just do an easy spin, uh, but that's pretty much the extent of it. I think I've also kind of lost a lot of my training partners, you know, who I used to train with, you know, maybe just aren't into it anymore or have moved, moved away or whatever it might be. And so I don't, I think I might, if I had some, some training partners on the, on the bike, I might be, uh, you know, more inclined to get out on the bike a little bit more. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, uh, I, I'm the kind of opposite. I mean, I come cycling with my first love and it's something that I always go back to, obviously being in winter, we don't get to cycle much and, I can't uh, mentally do the trainer anymore. Yeah, uh, I'll do a spin class here and there, but for the most part, I just uh, I just start foaming at the mouth in this time of year because then you can <laughs> kind of you know you can think about all the great rides you'll do um, coming up in the next uh, probably well hopefully in the next month here um, in Canada. But uh, can you uh, for folks at home can you kind of place where you are and where uh, what kind of weather you get kind of year round? Sure. So I'm in uh, central Maryland, kind of equidistance between D.C. and Baltimore. Uh, and we typically we have very, very hot, humid summers. I mean, they can be really brutal that way. Um, and then our winters usually are fairly mild. Um, you can you could almost, you know, with the exception of the occasional snowstorm, you could almost get out on a bike year round if you were dedicated enough. Um, so, um, you know, running year round, I don't I don't, my, it's my goal always to never step foot on a treadmill and I'm, I'm pretty successful with that every year. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's where we, I would say we are as far as how weather relates to training in this area. So you don't get, uh, you don't get much accumulation of snow or anything? For the most part, no. What, what we'll get is the occasional dump, you know, um, yeah. we'll get one of these big nor'easters that'll come up and dump on us. Um, but it's been, we've been pretty fortunate. I don't know. I, I guess I could say that maybe next year or the two are we're going to be due for a big one because um, it's been quite some time since we've had one that's really, you know, paralyzed the area. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat jealous, although I, I do really appreciate doing a long snowshoe, for example, which is, yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty magical when you can get out there for an hour or two and then you're in the middle of nowhere and there's no one around and you, there's the sun. Uh, yeah. It could be still chilly, but there's, you know, a little bit of sun and, uh, you get completely lost in nature. And, but you're right. Like, and even talking to, uh, to Mark Sisson, uh, earlier this week, uh, about, um, I mean, living in sunny Florida where you get to run in shorts year round. Um, yeah. you know, there, there is something for the seasons, but there's also, it's nice to be able to, I mean, for us in the winter, we have to bundle up a little bit if we're trying to do a, you know, if you're trying to do a, a run in, you know, January or February. So there's, you know, yeah. like yeah. everything in life, there's, there's pros and cons and, uh, and, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 
Well, I, I say like we, we don't ever get what I call usable snow here. You know, we'll get these dumps and then it melts. And you I mean, like where you are, you can at least get out and use it. And like you said, the snowshoeing or the cross country skiing, you know, I mean, I think I think as much as I'm not a big fan of cold weather, I think that I would appreciate just being able to do that and use the snow. So, yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. I think most people that are not used to it, um, minus 40 or, or minus 30 degrees in Celsius, obviously, is um, – <laughs> It is it's pretty uh, it's pretty bone chilling. I had yeah. a, a <laughs> quick quick tidbit. Uh, we had um, uh, some guests from um, from Nicaragua in town, uh, which for most of the people that don't know, Nicaragua is a very hot country and they're right below the equator. And they, I mean, the 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 lowest it gets there is probably like 15 degrees Celsius ever. Um, yeah. And then they were here uh, in January. Um, <laughs> during like a really cold snap, it was minus thirty-five when we picked them up at the train station, mm-hmm. and they—they're just well, one, they didn't have any winter clothing, and two, they just—they—they're like, what is this? But, so <laughs> it, it just—it just shows you that, uh, like, obviously, it's like you take your really warm summers not for granted, but you know you're used to them, and and we're used to our cold winters, and uh, um, but like it, it all—it's all relative, right? You know, there's Absolutely. some places that are cold in here, and then obviously lots of places are that are warmer in here. I, I do enjoy that range, though, of very cold uh, in the winter and some snow and some ice, and then where we can go skating on a on a you know an outdoor rink, and then obviously yes. in the summer where uh, it's so warm and humid in a summer's night or summer's day that you have to delay your run till you know the night or the next morning, so. It, yeah. it, it is nice to get that 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 a little bit of range. So, where's yeah, um, sure. um speaking of of racing, where's been some of the cool places where you you've raced over the years? Wow. So yeah, I do um always when I travel, I do try to always take advantage of where I am and either run or race. Um, and I have to say that probably the the coolest experience I ever had is um I got to go to um Australia uh, to Sydney. And, um, so I started playing around, um, on the internet and seeing what kind of races there, there, there were. And there was a, um, 35 K bush race is what they call their trail racing, um, up in the blue mountains. And, um, so I, I got to do that and that was just, oh my gosh, it was spectacular. <laughs> it was such a great experience. What, what time of the year was it? Um, so it was my summer, their winter. So, um, which, which in the mountains there, then that, that put them at, um, probably, I think it was like, you know, around the, in the mid forties, um, my Fahrenheit, um, for, for racing. Yeah. Which was lovely. Uh, you know, I was in shorts and long sleeves and, um, you know, it was just spectacular. And it was it was so beautiful, and you know, with trail racing, you need to kind of keep your your head down, looking a little bit ahead at the trail. And and I was really fighting with that, you know, I wanted to look up and and see all the beauty around me, um, but also keep an eye on the trail in front of me. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for folks who don't run, um, I, I actually feel sorry for them sometimes because, uh, like, I call it running uh, running tourism. Is, Absolutely, is some of the best. Um, best things I've done and I mean I, I'm the same where I'll go for a run basically almost every city that I, I mean if I can get out of sometimes I'm stuck in an airport so there's not much you can do but uh, if I can get out um, running through the streets of a new city is, is is pretty darn magical I mean I've, I've had some really nice runs in San Francisco uh, in even in Nicaragua where it's really warm but I, I got a very short run in and uh, before I was going to pass out 
Um, <laughs> some nice, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in North Dakota, in, uh, in the West Coast of, of Canada and California and uh, Florida. I was, I did a bunch of runs when I was there earlier this, uh, this winter. It's, uh, it's so nice to see new cities, partly because it's a little slower than driving in a car, partly because you get to really experience you're outside, you're getting some fresh air, you're getting hopefully some, a little bit of sun, a uh, little bit of, uh, grease from the water or whatever is nearby. And, and just like you said, the, the trail runs, uh, are even more fun too. But, uh, usually when you're a tourist, you have to kind of know where you're going or else it can, you could really easily, uh, get lost. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty much a, when I, when I am, uh, you know, in a, in a different city or town, wherever I am, you know, I, I do, I don't know about you, but I mean, I tend to do a little bit more out and backs on, on in those situations just so that I'm not getting lost. But, um, it's just such a great way to, to explore a, a new place. And, you know, you can, you can scope out things that you might want to check into in more depth later on. Um, I just, it, it's, it's my favorite thing to do. It really is. I, that, I think when I, think about running and, and over the years, you know, my greatest joys have been combining running and traveling. Yeah. And then also you get to write about them too. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is pretty nice too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you, uh, uh, can you, um, cause I know you've done a couple of uh, races recently and, or uh, like the New York city uh, half marathon and some other <laughs> big races. Can you kind of um, ex- like explain your, um, your take on, on big races versus small races and some of the memorable, memorable ones you've done? Sure. Um, yeah, I've done, you know, a, a few of the really big ones. Um, and, you know, pretty much know it's not my cup of tea. Um, I like to be able to just kind of pull up to a race start and, and, uh, jump out and, and jump into the race. Um, you know, as far as marathons go, I think my sweet spot is probably anywhere between about a thousand and 3000 people. Um, but, um, you know, the, the really big ones, not so much my thing. And yes, I, I just, I had the opportunity to go up and, uh, run the New York city half and, um, you know, thinking, well, you know, maybe I've kind of become, you know, just an old comradian and, and I need to, you know, kind of get out of the routine and go, go try something new. And, um, <laughs> and it bit me in the butt, you know, because I, I just wasn't really, you know, respectful of the amount of time and logistics that, that go into getting to the start line of a really big race. And, um, so yeah, it was, um, it was not a good, good day for me, but, <laughs> but it was scenic. It was beautiful. I got to run, you know, straight down through Times Square and, you know, in the park and, you know, all these different things that, that maybe, you know, you, you don't get to do necessarily daily if you're, if you're, um, just, just out for a run. So I have to take the good and the bad with it. So Yeah. <laughs> And what were some of the other um, um, big big races or, or big uh, cities that you've run in? Uh, you know, I've done Boston a couple of times. Um, what other big marathons? I, you know, um, I mean, I've done the Richmond Marathon a couple of times, which is not by any stretch of the imagination a really big one. I've done Philadelphia before. Um, you know, so those have all been they're fun. I like, I like, you know, touring the cities when I do them, but I think that, you know, um, I, I do prefer the, the smaller, um, more local kind of, um, low key events, you know, and, and that's one of the things I think maybe one of the reasons I gravitate toward trail running more these days is, is just that, you know, they are low key and, um, smaller and just, you know, I, I, I think there's kind of a difference in um, philosophy too, and, and you know, w- between runners who who go for those bigger events and 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 then the smaller trail racing. You know, I, I think everyone's looking for something a little bit different out of the two 
there are different ethos, I guess. So, um, and, and I think my personality these days, at least certainly matches up better to the, the trail running approach. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny uh, how we're we're very aligned in, in in that sense, and I think that's how we kind of bonded a little while ago over uh, on on Twitter, talking about our love of uh, our, our our shared love of of small races. I'm the same yeah. way. I mean, I've I've been lucky enough to do uh, New York the New York City Marathon a couple of years ago, and uh, I'm actually signed up to do Chicago this year. So that's right. I, I have done some some bigger races, but and I've done Ironman, which you know it's a couple thousand people and. Uh, but uh, nowadays, uh, my uh, my stuff is mostly uh, like I'm doing a half marathon this weekend. It's a it's a short. It's a local uh, retailer that, that puts on these races for twenty bucks. Oh, nice! And, and it's just like a, it's a, this one's not a trail one, but it's on you know it's on a scenic uh, near the water, and it's just going to be an out and back and a low key race. And one of my favorite uh, ever uh, events is something called the Beaver Chase Series, which is just out in the boonies here in the in south side of Ottawa, where it's a it used to be two dollars, and you showed up and you just give your tootie, which uh, you give your two dollar coin to to the starters, and uh, it was a four mile uh, loop through the woods. Oh, and then, so and nice! They, and they have like a stop, like an old school stopwatch. And That's at, great. And at the end, you give your name, and and if you complete, I think three of the four races, you get a T-shirt. I love it. Like it's, so, it's it's and it's again, it's and, and it used to be back in the day, like oh, it's and it's a Tuesday night, like at six thirty. So it's like you know, oh, I can make it this week. Let's go out and see if I see what the legs have this week. And it's such yeah, a cool, yeah. low key race. You see little kids, you see you know, eighty year old men, and everything in between. And it's usually. There's usually anywhere from 20 to uh, 200 people, but it's just uh, it's just so much fun because again, it's it's you're right. Like you don't get a medal, you don't get anything. You just get the satisfaction of knowing you've run a little race. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm doing another little. Well, this one's a little bit bigger, but it's an ultra coming up uh, next month, and it's uh, you're right, it's it's just like you said, it's a trail run in Vermont. Um, it's a smaller. It's it's uh, I mean, it's an organized race, but it's on the smaller end. And and I think most trails are because most trail runs are because of pure logistics, but it's also uh, I think not everyone every like a lot of people want to just better their time. So obviously not that's not going to happen in a trail race, but I just love right. getting lost out there for for a few hours. Absolutely, especially yeah. when it, especially when it's a new trail because it's like oh this is you know this is beautiful I've never seen something like this before. So exactly, it'll be, it'll be real exciting. Um, Let's let's talk a little about journalism. How sure. um, like how did you get into it, and uh, what are your? I mean, you, now that you're freelancing, what's your typical story these days? Uh, sure. So yeah, I, I I mean, originally out of college, I was on staff at a at a place that um you know that did, did medical trade publications, and um and then I also um you know picked up some 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 stringing along the, the way from with a local newspaper um really enjoyed the newspaper writing um but um and and it so i i took the leap to freelance um it's been a long time i've been freelancing for a long time um and but um but i wasn't freelancing necessarily in areas that interested me so um i did um you know start start a running blog um i don't know like way back 
like maybe 2010 was when I started that uh, to kind of demonstrate so that I could, you know, one, one of the ways that, that you get an editor's attention is you, you need to be able to show them your clips. Obviously, you know this. Um, but um, so I used my blog as clips originally <laughs> to say, OK, look, you know, I do know a little bit about running and, um, you know, here's some samples and um, just kind of started working my way in to, uh, you know, different publications um, until finally, you know, I, I had a good foothold and could just kind of dedicate all my time to writing about um, running and health and fitness and that type of thing. So these days, um, I really I like exploring, you know, the intersection of, of um, physical and mental health when it when it um, with some of my articles. And I've, I've you know been able to write um, a little bit about that. Um, uh, anything, you know, I, I like staying on top of the latest research and, and new studies that are coming out and using those as a basis for uh, an article. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've really I've, I've covered a lot of um, really interesting things and then and then profiles of you know, the many fascinating people that there are out there. And um, I just had one that, that went up in outside that I worked on for a long time. It was a really, um, we, we spent a couple of months getting this one all set and it, and it kind of, um, it's about um, Nancy Hogshead Makar, who is um, an attorney, a former, well, not former, she told me you don't say former Olympian ever, you say Olympian, um, an Olympic swimmer um, who has kind of, um, you know, she's, she's become this amazing advocate for female athletes who have been abused by coaches and um, the work she's done over the years is, is really um, incredible. And um, so uh, that, that was, that was one of the, the most meaningful pieces I've, I've been able to do because, you know, speaking with some of the victims and um, hearing their stories and uh, you know, hearing how Nancy has been there by their side and, and, and worked to um, get some of these coaches, you know, out of their, off the courts and off of the swim decks and, and places like that, you know, it's, it, it was a pretty meaningful piece for me. So yeah, that, that, that was a great opportunity and I, I really enjoyed it. That sounds, uh, that sounds pretty amazing when you can kind of almost give back, do your job and, and yes. still enjoy it and grow as a, uh, as a person and a writer. It sounds like it's uh that's uh, that's a pretty cool experience to, to go through. I mean, it, it absolutely is. Yeah. As a former journalist, I can, uh, you know, the, and I worked at a small a small town newspaper, and you get to meet all kinds of characters. You know, oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, some of the people, and again, a lot of times you don't know the stories behind the stories, but those are kind of what really puts in the um, um, you know, puts a little bit of flavor to the you know the news release or the new study or that kind of stuff. Um, Absolutely. Before we get into the state of journalism, because I, I, it would be nice to kind of have a, a quick chat about that. What's been some of the who's been some of the cool um, cool personalities that you've profiled that you might that you know uh, that might not uh, that people might not know as much and just like the one that you used chatted about. Yeah. Um, well, I also I mean this this winter it was you know tied into the Olympics. I um, got to um, speak with um, some of the speed skaters, um, which was really fun because you know it's one of those. Those under the radar sports, I think that only, you know, we only get given attention every four years. But so, um, I, you know, I got to speak with some of the the uh, Olympic speed skaters for a piece. That was cool. Um, 
uh, you know, I, uh, interviewed, um, Ayesha McGowan. She's starting to get a, a lot of actual, um, coverage these days because she's one of the first, um, she, she wants to become the first African American professional cyclist. Um, and, you know, that's a, that's a cool story to tell and to, you know, to, to talk about the issue of the, the fact that this is a, an underrepresented community, um, in, in professional cycling. And, and she wants to really kind of, you know, bring awareness to that and, and just, bring exposure to the African-American community, um, you know, be, be a representative, uh, you know, how this is a sport that you might consider, you know, things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've really been fortunate. I mean, I've, I've, you know, spoken to so many, you know, elite athletes over the years and, and, um, you know, Dina Castor is another favorite of mine. Um, I got to hang out with her actually in France, uh, for a race that she was doing. And, um, and I just met with her again Saturday night, um, at the RRCA convention and, and interviewed her about her memoir. That's, that's, well, it just came out yesterday, actually. Um, so, you know, just, I've been really privileged to, um, meet and chat with these folks and, and, you know, and it, at the end of the day, they're, they're, they really are normal, regular people with these crazy abilities. Um, you know, but it's, so it's just, it's always a pleasure to get, get to know them a little bit, you know, behind the scenes. It sounds like you have, um, you know, a pretty cool life traveling all over, running all over and then writing about it. Um, but let's put a little yeah. bit of, of, uh, the realistic lens on it. What, what's some of the pitfalls of, 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 of that lifestyle. You know, I think one of the pitfalls when you work for yourself, um, and I, you know, you can probably relate to this when you work for yourself and when you, um, you know, uh, work from home, the job is always there. And if you don't set some boundaries, you, you're going to get, you know, run into the ground. Um, you know, an, an example, just a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, my kids had spring break and I was taking my son around to a couple of colleges, um, down South. And, um, you know, and I, and I said, all right, this is it. I'm, I'm cutting things off. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go online. I'm not going to check my email, whatever it might be. And, um, but I got kind of sucked into it and did and started responding to some things. And then when I came back, you know, I went back in at, 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 you know, zero to 60 and, um, so I didn't even give myself a full week off, you know, and, and it, so I think that's a pitfall is, is you have to be, I, I need to, that's an area where I need to improve because you're, you're only good at your job if you're giving yourself, you know, those breaks as well. Um, so I think that's a pitfall. I think, you know, you have to be constantly hustling. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely feel like, okay, if I'm not constantly pitching, they're going to forget about me. <laughs> and I don't know if there's truth to that or not, but you know, there's always another freelancer out there. So, you know, you want to be, you want to be going at it all the time. So, you know, those are some downsides. Um, but it is overall, I mean, this is a fantastic lifestyle and I love it. And I love, you know, I love working from home. Um, I'm an introvert and, you know, but for me not to have to go into an office is, is, is pretty nice. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I can, uh, I can relate on, uh, on a couple different levels. Um, it, uh, I do enjoy the variety of, of my work. Um, I do a little bit of, of wellness and fitness and, and running stuff. And then, but the most, uh, the, the bulk of my time is, is spent in, in, uh, in PR, um, uh, sometimes pitching too. Uh, but it's, um, it's nice to have that variety, but it's also nice to have a little bit of control, but you're right. I think that, and this is, I think for most entrepreneurs, for most self-employed people, that, uh, that mental, uh, that mental health, the slash uh, balance, I think is, is, is not easy. And, yeah. um, so it's, it's one of those things that I, I constantly struggle and I, I'm, 
as I get older, I am trying to, to, to be a little bit kinder to myself. And, and especially when you're young, you're like, oh, there's so many things to do and there's not enough time, blah, blah, let's just get it all done. Whereas now I'm, well, I, I think I can prioritize a little better, but also I understand that taking, uh, doing a little bit of self care is actually an investment. It makes me more productive and it makes me, yes. although, although you do kind of, if you take an hour, for example, to do a float, which I end up doing quite often, you know, flotation uh, uh, therapy, uh, sensory deprivation therapy, that, you know, that might be like, well, you know, you're not being productive at all for that hour. But I find one is recharging my, my batteries, but also recharging my mind and, and getting me so many great ideas when I come out. Uh, I feel like a million bucks, but also I'm, I'm wired to, to go in, in a good way. But yeah. um, I, I think you, you do need to take a step back and recharge the batteries. And then that's one thing I'm, I'm learning a lot more um, as, as I get older. And uh, hopefully, um, I, I think as society, we're, we're hopefully going to be a little bit less on, um, you know, work, 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 and just more about that bounce. And I think it's coming around, but still, uh, agree. it's still, we're still way behind. Yeah. Yes. Agree. Agree with that. But yeah, I do think maybe you are, we are starting to head in the right direction. You know, there's just a little bit more attention to it these days, which is good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of something that we can uh, shine the spotlight on, um, tell me about, uh, get on your soapbox for a second. Tell me about uh, <laughs> your, your take on the, the, the state of journalism. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, it, it's just, this year has been really, um, it's been hard for, for so many journalists out there. You know, I know of far too many editors who have lost their jobs this year because their publications have gone under or they've, you know, drastically slashed their staff numbers. Um, and um, it's tough. And, you know, people don't because we have everything available to us at our fingertips on the computer these days, you know, people don't necessarily want to pay for a subscription to um, a newspaper or for a subscription to a magazine or whatever it might be. And, um, you know, the result is there's the, the quality is going to be going. It, it is going downhill, I think, in, in many cases. And um, and and there's you know, there's a lot to be lost, um, you know, if we don't have the local reporters on the ground, you know, for, for the newspapers and for the magazines, you know, if you, if you want quality content, you know, um, yeah, freeze great, but, um, pay a little bit and, and the quality, you know, can, can go up. Um, so I guess that is my soapbox is, is I would love to see people, you know, maybe bring an awareness to that fact. Um, you know, that, cause you hear the grumbling out there about the quality. Um, but, but be aware that if you're not willing to pay for it, you're not, going to get the quality content so um yeah <laughs> i like it i mean I've, I've been involved in pr for close to 20 years now and, and you, you do see a, a difference now there's a lot of uh very short um you know articles about something that just came out because you can just kind of pull most of the information off the wire but uh a lot less in-depth pieces because those those take more time more resources more brain power and you can't just pop them out all the time so it's it is sad for someone that like i love reading a great profile on a runner or a historian or you know a, a political thing anyone that especially if you can give me a little bit of depth uh but those are, are very hard to find now and, it's it's, uh, it's very true yeah. yeah um so it's it's yeah i, I think uh, you got a great message in terms of vote with your dollars if you if there's a publication you love Subscribe to it, and so that uh, doesn't have to go by the wayside. I, I, I think we're slowly coming around. Um, 
I'm not sure if paywalls is is the the answer, but I I think there's a lot of uh, you know there's been some crowdfunding of of local newspapers recently, and and we've seen that work uh, somewhat well. And uh, um, yeah, but and I think there's a little bit more awareness that yeah, newspapers are not completely free. Uh, so, but uh, it's not it's not an easy battle because you're right. Like most people just want the you know the skim off the top, just the the easy. Uh, something to chew on right away, and uh, and that mostly is free. But if uh, yeah. for, for the folks that want a little more depth, and uh, they might have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, the the listicle article, you know, ha- has become so popular, and um, you know, and I can tell you, most journalists we don't, we don't want to be writing listicles. It's just not, you know, it's it's not delivering that much. But it's it's you know, kind of the it's a combination of the the, the attention span and um, you know what what newspapers and magazines can can afford to pay. And um, you know, if we want more than listicles, you know, <laughs> let, let's do better. So yeah. Well, let's um, let's keep that in mind when we're we're out there uh, shopping for information and shopping for publications. Yes. Um, yes. I want to be mindful of your time. Uh, I'm sure you've got a couple other articles uh, to write today. So, um, two more questions before I let you go. And this is a question I ask all my guests uh, on the podcast. What does wellness mean to you? I think wellness is um, okay. Getting back to a little bit of that balance issue, I think wellness is uh, you know it's it's doing all the things that you need to do for health. Um, you know, you know, so it's, it's all the pieces. It's, it's, it's the exercise, it's the eating, it's the sleeping, it's the, the time off and the time away. And it's, it's, it's a, a, you know, that delicate, delicate balance, um, that, that most of us, you know, strive to achieve. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and it's not easy. And I don't think it's it is easy. getting, I don't think it's getting easier because we're bombarded with all kinds of stuff. So it's, uh, and this is where I, I, I'm really trying to carve out a little more Eric time and um, to hopefully get centered and, and become a uh, you know a more useful person to, to anyone. But it's uh, it's it's not easy. It's it definitely yeah. isn't. And and I think this is where running can can come in for uh, uh, for a little bit of help because it's uh, again like you said if you get lost in the woods somewhere, it's it's nice and there's no cell phones. There's no you know there's no one tugging at you. There's no one trying to get a hold of you, you you can just get completely lost but it's it's not always easy to carve out that that time to do that yeah yeah for sure again thank you so much for for spending time and taking us through a couple of different adventures and uh and highlighting some personalities it's been uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun and where can people find you on the socials uh website uh different platforms and i obviously sure. twitter which is where we met Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm on Twitter, um, all the time, <laughs> which doesn't play well to that whole balance issue. But, um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> my, my handle on Twitter is at Miss Zippy one. And then, um, my website is Amanda hyphen loudon.com. Um, so yeah, those are, those are good places to, to look me up. Yeah. And I'll, I'll link to those in the show notes. And I, I can attest that, uh, Amanda reaches out for, sources and story ideas and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and you're usually, you're very good at getting back people. And, um, yeah. and that's how we kind of connected all those months ago. So again, yeah. thank you so much for, for, um, for spending a little bit of time. Um, thank hopefully you. you get to do some of the best, some of the things you enjoy the most. You get to go for a run and write a piece today. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much, Eric. Appreciate it. Yeah.
You've been listening to Wellness Wednesdays. I am your host, Eric Clark. Until next week, be well.